What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here with you on the Sales and Marketing Bill Freedom Show. I'm really pumped today because I have been really looking deep into what a lot of companies that are in the, the billion dollar plus range are, you know, billion dollar ARR or billion dollar valuation and really kind of reverse engineering some of the things that they're doing that apply down to folks that are starting their company or are, you know, at a million, two million, six million, ten million, basically the lower end of the market. And there's some really, really cool insights that, that I'm taking away that anybody could apply that you could start to eventually maybe get to that point, you know? And so I'm going to break through that today. It's something that HubSpot did, which is really going to surprise you because it's completely counterintuitive to how you think they got there. What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. What is up? This is Ryan here with the Sales and Marketing Build Freedom Show. Today, got the three questions you can ask to hack HubSpot's number one growth strategy that created $1 billion in ARR. And when I, when I say $1 billion, I'm talking like Dr. Evil, hand on the, on the face, you know, like the pinky, $1 billion. So anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through this today. I'm sorry, I'm a little goofy today. I'm recording this over the weekend, and I came across this, and it just was almost like uh, hit me right between the forehead with a sledgehammer because this was something that is really actionable and um, something that can be implemented pretty easy for folks that are trying to grow and scale their business. And it basically comes down to what is number one, what I should say, what is HubSpot's number one growth strategy? And looking at this, most people probably would think that it's content or content creation or something along those lines. And it was really, really eye-opening when I looked at this because the number one basically strategy that helps them grow. Well, I'll tell you, first of all, I'll tell you where content is. A little, little buildup for this, right? So content, I think, was only like attributed to 7% of their growth or 6%, which is, seems really, really small considering how much they put out there. And their content's amazing. I think they do some really great work. In addition, like if you're looking at it, and by the way, HubSpot, for those of you that don't know, is the probably the second largest CRM company outside of Salesforce that caters more to the mid-market in small and medium businesses. So they just recently crossed the threshold of a billion dollars in annual reoccurring revenue. And when we're looking at this, so they had, I don't know, roughly six, 7% around the content, right? Then Google, which Google uh, AdWords or Google SEO or just straight up Google, that was in second biggest. I think that was around 22% or 24%. And the number one area that they grew the most on year over year is word of mouth. <laughs> You're like, what? Word of mouth? Or as people call WOM, right? So 30% of their growth was based on that. And now, and, and essentially they track these metrics. So that's how they, they know this, right? And so I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, no, no, granted. HubSpot's got a massive product team and they do a really great job and they serve their customers at the highest level, which is foundational element number one. You have to serve your customers at the highest level. However, there's a secondary component of this, especially if you're going through 
and you're physically talking to your customers. And what I mean by physically talking is just like not over chat, but live talking. And that happens with essentially every type of sale that has some kind of a sales process. And so if you're listening to this, obviously that's one of your hot buttons. And so one of the things that I discovered over heck man, it was probably 10,000 hours of customer meetings that I was involved with directly myself or had a team involved with was right now. And I talked about this on my most recent episode, but one of the things that, that happened is on average, there was four buyers and I think it's up to like 6.7 now per transaction in B2B selling. And so you're having to deal with more people. And so it's more critical to go from macro to micro and not just sell the big picture, or the vision, or the dream on what your solution can accomplish, but then take it down to, and you guys are going to want to write this down coming up. You want to break it down to how to sell from you know the vision, the big picture, or the outcomes of the organization, but then the outcomes of the individual. And it, there's there's really three core questions that helped understand and align with the relationships. And I'm going to go in a different episode. I'll, I'll go over the other questions that you could ask down to the individual when you're selling to them. But I think this is, believe it or not, almost more important because I've seen organizations make decisions that defy logic. Logic is how decisions are made. And basically, emotions create action. And the way that you create emotions in people is not just by your messaging, but your relationship with them. And what I'm seeing, starting to see is I've seen companies where they'll have amazing product, they'll have 90% plus retention rate, which is awesome, they'll be crushing it, and then the thing is they do not talk to their customers after they sell them the SaaS solution because they have no retention issues, they have no loss of, of product, and so they, they think everything's going well. However, if you develop a deep relationship with your customers through not just the initial meeting and sales life cycle, but afterwards, what you'll start to see is you'll get that word of mouth effect. So you'll get the WAM effect that HubSpot had where 30% of your growth year over year comes from word of mouth. And there's three things and this, and, and the outcomes of this aren't just that, right? Besides the fact that you'll have amazing relationships of people that trust you and love you and you'll have loyalty, right? So it's going to reduce churn. It's going to include or increase your net promoter score, which is basically like how happy people are willing to go out and actively promote you. And this is what happens. Leads will come inbound to you because of the fact that people are so happy and so satisfied and you have a cult-like following that essentially what it'll do is it'll translate into new business with really short sales cycles that you don't even have to work that hard for. And so I call these the three questions of the relationship. And it's funny because a lot of these are foundational fundamentals. But when I talked to folks and asked them what they know about these different areas, they're not executing on it. They're not tracking them. And so as they have handoffs throughout their organization, one person might know pieces of these, but they're not being handed off to different people as the customer journey translates. And so I'm going to map these out. These are really easy to put as foundational relationship elements in your CRM, and they're good to have as an access point. So no matter who in the organization is working with that person, they understand these areas. Okay. And so once again, this is what creates word of mouth. This is what I would imagine one of the, the best things that you could do to create it. And you know, that thing about HubSpot triggered it for me. However, like I've seen it work really, really well where companies will spend more, the sales cycles will be faster, sometimes by 25%. 
And at the same time, your margins will be better because they have a relationship with you. Okay. So number one, three questions of the relationship, write this down. Relationships to people. Okay. Relationships to people. These are like the core fundamentals. So this is family. This is their marital situation or their best friend, right? Who are the most important people in their life and why, right? Who and why? You always want to have the why there as well because the why gives you insights in terms of their values, their beliefs, what's important to them, right? So you might see in other publications or articles or whatever about like, yeah, you got to get to know the person, you got to build a relationship. However, it's a lot different if you understand that you know, they're like, oh, yeah, they're married, they have two kids, right? Okay, that's one example. They're married, they have two kids, they're hyper close to their, their kids because when they were growing up, they didn't have a relationship with their father or mother. You know, maybe they were um, in foster care and then later adopted and then they built a relationship with them and they've really valued that with their 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 um, adopted parents. And then as a result, that shaped who they were and the relationship they had with their kids, right? So that's an example of understanding the why. You know, another example too is, if they have a relationship with, with their best friend, right, and that's someone that they spend a ton of time with, and you unearth the reason why is because that person has been through, uh, has been there for them in, in their the deepest, darkest times. They help pull them out of rehab, let's say, for example. Um, they are their rock, and the reason why they value them is because they trust them, they build them up, and in addition, they also look out for them. And so... Like if you could not unauthentically or inauthentically, I don't know which one's right, but if, if you could basically execute on that in the same way and support them that their, their best friend does in the form of a business relationship, then you're going to form a deep bond with that person. Okay. So that's number one, relationships to people. Uh, write this down. Number two, relationships to passions. A great question that allowed my team and myself to get to the closest possible, or I should say the fastest possible path to understanding what lights the person up in a business setting was asking them the question is, what do you like to spend the most time on outside of work? And it's really interesting. You're going to get one of two things. You're going to get a passion that they had, right? Like something that excites them right off the bat. You know, for example, the biggest deal that, that totally changed the trajectory of the division that I was starting when we grew from zero to 30 million in annual reoccurring revenue, the lead domino, the big deal that we got, which was, I think it was like $160,000 of monthly reoccurring revenue. The biggest deal that we got, the one reason why I think the guy ran through a wall for me and helped me and I could have one-off relationships whenever I needed to as we went through this process because of the fact that I found out when we first met with him that his deep passion was a fantasy football league he was in, that he was a commissioner of, that he had been in for 30 years, that he looked forward to. And I align with that with him because I, that was something that was a shared commonality and I could talk to him about it. I can give him tips. I shared stuff with him over the course of the 18 months when we were working together prior to getting that deal, that one took a really long time. Maybe it wasn't 18 minutes, maybe it was 12 months. But, um, and so as a result of that, and it sounds simple and it sounds silly, but everybody has something like that, that they love to spend time on outside of work. And, and this was someone who worked like 70 hours a week. So they didn't have a lot of free time, but when they, he did have that free time, that was something that he really thoroughly enjoyed. 
And so that that's something else. What do you spend the most time on outside of work when you have free time, right? Now, if, a lot of people come back with, well, I, I, I spend my time with my family or I spend my time with my kids. And the answer to that is, okay, that's great. But when you're not spending time with your kids or your family outside of work, what would you love to spend time on it if you had that available? Or when you're not spending time with them, what do you do? Okay. What is happening? I really appreciate you checking out the podcast today. Had something super exciting that I wanted to share with you that I've only, only shared with my private clients and it is called the Referrals for Revenue Challenge. Now, I previously have only shared these concepts privately with clients that pay me $10,000, $20,000 a month and more. And now I'm bringing this to you because this program is amazing at helping companies scale their company, scale their revenue, and scale their results. And so I want to share it with you. Check out the link below. It's live and there's live coaching involved other CEOs, entrepreneurs, revenue leaders, revenue generators. It's www.referralsforrevenuechallenge.com forward slash go. www.referralsforrevenuechallenge.com forward slash go. www.referralsforrevenuechallenge.com forward slash go. It's also in the show notes. Hope you see you there. Hope to see you there live. It is July 26th to July 30th. And really excited to share this program with the world. So I hope to see you there. Enjoy the rest of the show. So we got relationships to people, relationships to passions, and then relationship to person. Uh, And this takes it one level deeper in terms of that. Now we talked about who they had the deepest level relationships with and their their family situation and their personal life. The basically the closest relationships they have in their entire life. Then we talked about their passions and how we can connect with them and the passions. Now, relationship to the person is why do you like that the most? We talked about the passion. This is just the why follow-up, right? Why do you like that the most? And what I found is, is another example. Ironically, this was an executive at GameStop that I met, and this opened up an hour-long conversation about what this guy liked to do and, and basically built his whole life around in a lot of ways. And, and it was funny because... I asked the guy the question, number two, relationships, passion. What do you like to spend your most time on outside of work if you have free time? And he told me photography, photographing waterfalls, which, which sounds kind of random, right? However, I'm like, well, why do you like that so much? And he, he talked about how peaceful it was and how beautiful it was. And when he was out in nature and he, he took those photos, what it would make him feel like and how he shared that with his family and, and how what he did is he even had a drone that he would go out so he could take screenshots and videos in his own private Instagram account with just all these pictures that he did over years and years. And, and on top of it, what he did also was because of that, he purposely, I think it was twice a year, would travel internationally. And they had four vacations planned a year, twice a year were internationally. And one of them was to always go to a place where they could see different waterfalls that he could photograph and share that with his family. And then they did it locally as well. Think about that. Just think about how deep that runs, right? The person has their own Instagram account. They share with their family. They build their vacations around it. They build their vacation schedule around it. So if you can connect with someone at that deep or that intimate level about what fuels them outside of business, they're going to want to help you in any way possible because you understand that truly as a person. And so I know this is a lot deeper than probably what you're anticipating for word of mouth strategy and, and, and how to leverage it. 
However, by getting those three questions aligned with you, if, if you're a founder leading sales or you're a vice president of sales or CRO and, and you want to have your team also execute on this, then relationships to people, relationships to passion, and relationships to the person. And so that, once again, that's their deepest, most intimate relationships. That's on top of it too. What do they spend their time outside of work? Because most executives or decision makers or people that are really high-performing business, people don't have a balanced life in terms of a lot of free time. Some do. And their relationship to the person, you know, why does that speak to them down to their core internally? And so this is a deep, deep area of persuasion that you could leverage, only leverage it positively, not negatively. And this is an example of like some of the stuff I'm going over on the referrals for revenue challenge, which is coming out today. So check it. It's the link in the show notes. I'd love to have you here. One of the days we go deep on persuasion. And the beautiful thing about persuasion is that it's truly, truly led to some of the, the deepest, best most rewarding relationships I've had in a positive way. And in addition, has led to massive, massive revenue growth and at the same time, unbelievable experiences. So once again, referralsforrevenuechallenge.com forward slash go. And I hope to see you there. It's live coaching and we're going to go over stuff like this, but how you could leverage it to truly, truly scale your business, scale your life and scale your revenue. So super happy to have you on today. I know this was a little bit, probably of a different episode than you were expecting. However, sometimes the things that you don't expect are the ones that benefit you the most. So thanks for coming on today. Hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources. So I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I want to ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes, so check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me, and I hope to see you soon.